Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Iggy. Right back again from Iggy's Live My Podcast. <clears throat> quick announcement real quick. Uh, I got a show Sunday uh, with Honcho Truth from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, me and the homie been chopping it up for a little over two years. So finally getting them to come to chat, premiere some music, and chop it up on a podcast. So y'all fuck with me, please make sure y'all come support. Um, you know, I'm trying to trying to market us, you know what I'm saying? The city trying to market us. So, you know, I know that's a big issue in the city, but whatever. I got him coming, and uh, I hate Heartless. <clears throat> um, so, uh, he's from chat. He's a younger artist. Not younger. He's, you know, he's younger than me. I should say that, but... Uh, uh, horror artist, and uh, I'm interested to see this little mashup between those two. Um, he also has a U-Haul show the previous Saturday, so if you want to check out his his crew and his music, y'all go check that out. Um, it's a U-Haul show; they're performing out of the of back of a U-Haul van. So that I, that's all I need to say. So I'm gonna have him come on Sunday <clears throat> at the Wood Shop. Doors open at six. Uh, go get tickets. In my in my link in my bio, um, shit, we may charge at the door too, cause I know how niggas be. So uh, I'll probably charge at the door too. So ten dollars to get in. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm back again because today is Kobe Day, eight twenty four. Yesterday was my dog's birthday. Today is Kobe Day, eight twenty four, Mama Day. Um, it is going to be nationally recognized at one point, but right now it is honored in L.A. and amongst Kobe fans alike. Interesting enough, um, looked at my uh, my numbers from yesterday, 824. So thank you guys. Anyways, um, so I wanted to hop in. Yesterday I talked about being a Kobe fan a little bit. Um, some of the shit we had to deal with all the time is being told, you know, Kobe's in a, not even in the top 10. I mean, imagine if you're, imagine, I'm just going to, I'm going to put all of that to bed. But just imagine somebody saying LeBron James is not top 10 or Magic Johnson is not top 10 or, you know, Shaq is not top 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh... I don't know about that. You know what I mean? And Shaq is probably closer out of the top 10 than Kobe is once I lay all this shit out. But I will say, like, we got to deal with that shit. We got to deal with niggas saying, oh, he co- he copied MJ. First of all, name another player who's copied the greatest player. Y'all consider MJ the greatest player ever. Kobe damn near matched him at every level. You know what I'm saying? At every level, not match him, past him in every level. I'm going to tell you where he passed him at in a few minutes as well. So we can go ahead. We're going to listen, bro. Y'all not going to tell me Kobe's not the GOAT, bro. There's nobody on this green earth, the entire earth. I don't care if you speak English, Spanish, Chinese, you know, whatever, bro. It don't matter what language you speak. You're not going to tell me Kobe ain't the GOAT. And I'm going to tell you why. It's not even, it's not even, you know, I respect 
other people, I, you know, obviously I respect Michael Jordan as a good. You can't really argue that. I respect Kareem. Uh, shit, even I don't. I, I can't put Kobe over Brian. Cause I've seen both of them. I play, I've seen both of their careers play out. I didn't get to see Michael Jordan's full career play out. I got to see the late nineties. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't get to see early nineties. I was born in ninety, but I didn't. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to basketball when I was one, two, and three years old. I just really, really remember that. I barely remember. I barely remember three. Barely. <clears throat> and then. He retired, and I remember all of that. So I remember when he came back from 96. Uh, I definitely remember because I was playing basketball at that time. But you got to go back and watch tape of Jordan. I didn't get to watch Magic, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, I haven't seen I haven't seen Bird's career play out. But, you know, certain guys, you go back and watch the film tape, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like you can't go back and watch and see what these dudes did. But I got to see LeBron and Kobe's careers play out. So for me, it's like Kobe, like LeBron ain't never had to deal with the injuries that Kobe has had to deal with, bro. Kobe has played through so many injuries, bro. So many injuries. Um, And he don't get enough credit for that. Jordan didn't have to do that. Jordan didn't have to go through as many injuries as Kobe did. So it's crazy to me. Uh, that he don't get his respect in that area. Um, but we're going to put all that to bed. You know what I'm saying? Today is Kobe Day, Mamba Day. So I'm here to talk about some of the reasons why Kobe is the GOAT. Why Kobe fans can stand up, play this shit. You know what I'm saying? We, when anybody try to question you and say Kobe ain't the GOAT, just play this shit. Um... So, yeah, man, I'm not even going to talk about LeBron because I don't think that argument I can have right now. I'll just have somebody talk. And I'll smoke LeBron for it. It's not, it's not even a question to smoke them. They all about the numbers, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like high statistics. High, but the numbers in the league all go up because there's a lot of things to consider. There's not the great defense. Obviously, the league pushed offense. So everybody's numbers went up. You know what I'm saying? Not just LeBron. It's a little. It's a lot easier. Not saying guys couldn't compete in the '90s. I think LeBron could have competed in the '90s. I definitely think KD could. Uh, Dame, like Steph. I don't, bro. Steph in the '90s. I don't, I don't want to hear that physicality shit, bro. I don't want to hear that with Steph, bro. Because you gotta think if they was in the '90s, they would adapt to that style of play. But his style of play, I don't think that '90s could adapt to. 2000s is just now really trying to get caught up, and then he took off last year. So it's like, all right, are we really catching up with Steph? Probably not. He pushed the needle all the time. This man shoots from anywhere, bro. He's the most prolific shooter ever. And b- back in the 90s, <clears throat> you couldn't play uh, You couldn't play help defense, bro. That was a legal defense in the 90s. So if you came over and helped off your man from the other side of the court, that is illegal defense. You cannot play defense like that. Or if you zone and trap a, a, a guy, you could trap like off pick and rolls. And or if you was like, I guess if you was like a hand, like an arm length away, you could come double. Like so, if you was on a post and there's another player on a post on the on the other side, if that was arm length away, you could come double. But if it's from like if you at the top of the key 
and the corner guy comes and tries to force you a certain way. Let's say they try to force you right and get the ball out your hand. You couldn't play defense like that. So Jordan was seeing a lot of one-on-ones, right? Not to mention when he came back after baseball, you could not touch this man and it not be a foul. He didn't have to call it sometimes, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they, you know, he, you know how players complain. Jordan complained, but after a certain while, he had to because they called it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He walked back, smacking his gun, walked back to the line. He'd be like, bro, that wasn't no fucking foul. I barely touched him. Jordan started that shit. Now we're seeing it. Now it's crazy, but Jordan started that shit. Uh, but we're not even going to talk about it. I, I just want to talk about I just want to attack the point that I made yesterday about uh, Kobe's defenders and who he had to go against versus who Michael Jordan had to go against. Um, so I, I I couldn't really I couldn't really think of too many names defender wise. I think defender wise, Michael Jordan, his best defenders were when he played the Pistons, Celtics. They weren't that great defensively. He just didn't have nobody until he got somebody then. But by the time he got somebody, Pistons had already beat the Celtics. So he was really playing the Pistons. He never really played Larry Bird at his best, bro. So And when Larry Bird did play him, when he wasn't even at his best, he was older. Uh, he was beating him now. So the Bulls sucked. I know that. I know people say that. But listen, that's just a fact. Y'all, y'all hold that shit over LeBron. Y'all hold that shit over Kobe when he when he lost the 3-1 series to the Phoenix Suns, who were the number one seed. We weren't even supposed to be 3-1 against that team. Now, I understand Kobe should have closed. But, you know, once they literally sent three niggas at Kobe uh, after the 3-1 they won because there was nothing else. I mean, how's it, you know, that's certain, like, the same thing with Steph. When he when guys go down, like, they really could just send three defenders at him because nobody else is going to score. So, you know, you just get the ball out of his hands and make somebody else play. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, man, so <clears throat> let's go through these defenders. I couldn't really think of anybody other than the Pistons with Joe Dumars. Uh, and Dennis Rodman played him, and then uh, uh, Gary Payton, who's the only two people people mentioned. I was thinking, I said Michael Cooper, but I actually looked it up. Michael Cooper wasn't on the team when um, Jordan played the Lakers in the finals. So the so you know the minute he the minute he wasn't on the team, you know that's when Jordan. I'll just say that. But anyways, um, so let's go through this. So I saw a little comparison online um first of all um this is not a shit on jordan i'm just i'm just talking about my guy and giving his defense so uh, i saw a little comparison it was uh based off when jordan averaged 37 points per game in the league and kobe averaged 35 35 points per game and it was a list of their defenders (laughs) all right and uh, I just want to put this in perspective because when I when I bring up this point, niggas don't really want to go down this path because, you know, not only did Jordan not have to worry about getting zoned and, and people forcing the ball out of his hands and having to see double teams and having to see people flush you all the time. He, uh, he he saw a lot of one-on-ones. He could get into the pose, get into his easy fade. If he's a little physical, he could do that. Once he got in the lane, that's when he had to kind of go through more people. But if it was mid-range, you know he wasn't a good three-point shooter. So if it was mid-range, 
he was one-on-one with a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? So he had a lot of looks. Um, so this is Jordan's defenders. Now I'm going to list their heights, too. I'm going to list their sizes and heights. Um, 37 point per game season, Michael Jordan had 6'4", 205-pound Jeff Malone. Um, okay. Does anybody know who that is? 6'2", 200-pound Vinny Johnson. I know who that is. 6'6", 109-pound Rolando Blackman. Okay. Uh, good player, good defender player. Six three, I think he actually was on the all defensive team. Lightning, if I'm not mistaken. Six three, one hundred ninety five pound Byron Scott. All right, six five, one hundred seventy pound Michael Cooper. So Michael Cooper is the lightest dude on here. One hundred seventy pound. Um, six six, one hundred ninety three pound Walter Davis. Anybody know who that is? Uh, six five, one hundred ninety five pound Mike Woodson. 6'3", 185-pound Alvin Robertson. All right. 6'4", 175-pound Danny Ainge, which we know Danny Ainge was a menace, but he was not a good defender. Uh, 6'6", 185-pound Ron Harper. 6'5", 195-pound John Long. Do you know who John Long is? 6'3", 190-pound Joe Dumars. Uh... 6'6", 200-pound, Chris Mullen. Uh, Chris Mullen, was he a good defender? We probably should look that up. 6'6", 210-pound, Randy Whitman. <laughs> I don't know who that is. 6'7", 205-pound, Dale Ellis. All right. You know who that is. 6'8", 205-pound, Robert Reed. I don't know who that is. Uh, six six one hundred eighty five. Gerald Wilkins. Shout out the UTC. Gerald Wilkins. That's Dominique Wilkins' brother. Who could be also was Dominique Wilkins? I guess he could be considered a good defender. So you could put that in Jordan defender list. Uh, six six two hundred five pound. Derek Smith. I don't know who that is. Six three one hundred eighty five pound. Sidney Moncrief. Great defender. Six seven two hundred ten pound. Clyde Drexler. Who is the only superstar on this entire list. Actually, you probably can give it to Chris Mullen, but everybody else is not a superstar. So, Cloud Drexler is the only superstar in here. 6'4", 205-pound Ricky Pierce. I don't know who the fuck that is. And 6'6", 200-pound Jim Paxson. Who ended up helping? No, that was John Paxson. I don't know who the fuck Jim Paxson is. Anyways, so, that was when Jordan averaged 36 points per game. Those were his primary defenders throughout the season. As you can see, a lot of uh, mediocre or no-name players. Only one superstar. If you consider Chris Mullen a superstar, sure, I'll give you that. So two superstars, but no outright great players. Ron Harper was athletic, um, younger. He's a good player. Um, Byron Scott, you know, he came off the bench, good player. Microwave, Vinny Johnson. I don't really know if he was considered a defender, though. Uh, but anyway, so y'all get the y'all get the drift. So let's go to Kobe's. All right, so Kobe, thirty-five points per game. These are his defenders. Six six two hundred twenty Jason Richardson. All right, y'all know who that is. Uh six five two hundred and five pound Ray Allen. All right. Ray Allen's a superstar. We can go ahead and say that. Six six two hundred and eighteen more six hundred two hundred and eighteen pounds Morris Peterson. We know who Mo Pete is, great player. 
Kobe gave him 81. He also gave, well, I mean, he gave, Jalen Rose gets a clock, but Mo Pete was on him a lot that game, too. But uh, 6'8", 220 pounds, Shane Battier. All right, great defender. We know Shane Battier was a tough defender on Kobe. 6'6", 218 pounds, Jerry Stackhouse. Also a good player. I wouldn't say a superstar, but definitely an all-star. 6'6", 220, Vince Carter. Okay, superstar. 6'4", 220-pound, Dwayne Wade. All right, another superstar. 6'6", 200-pound, Gordon Jirisic. We don't know the fact that is. 6'8", 218-pound, Mike Miller. All right, wasn't known as a great defender, but, you know, we know we know the guy. Well, at least we know him. 6'5", 204-pound, Rajah Bell, who thought he was a Kobe stopper but got smoked many times, but was a great defender, so we'll give him that. 6'8", 218-pound, Steven Jackson. We know who that is, a solid player. Uh, 6'5", 215-pound, Keith Bogans. I know who that is, but a lot of people are not going to know who that is. 6'8", 210-pound, Josh Childress. All right, good player. Uh... 6'7", 240-pound Joe Johnson. So we've already named more players that niggas know. And I'm not even halfway through the list yet than who was on Jordan's list. That just lets y'all know the talent level right there. That's the talent level that we're working with. Um, Let's see. So I stopped at Joe Johnson. 6'6", 200-pound Doug Christie. All right. Good player. Gave a lot lot physical player with, with Sacramento. Um, six six two hundred pound Doug Christie. Oh, I can say him Doug Christie. Six six five two hundred ten pound Bonzi Wells. Uh, we know good player. Six seven two hundred ten pound John Salmons, another good player. Six seven two hundred pound Kevin Martin, consistent player, not great defensively though, uh, but a great scorer. Uh, six five one hundred eighty five pound Jamal Crawford. All right, not really a great defender, but also well known all star. Um, multiple six man of the year, six six one hundred ninety five nine hundred ninety five pound Ricky Davis, um, kind of a bust, but was athletic, good player, uh, six four one hundred ninety pound Ronald Murray, six six two hundred fifteen pound Michael Finley, great defender, actually underrated defender, um, and also known player that we do know as uh, was a was an all-star in the NBA. 6'6", 205, Manu Ginobili. Uh, obviously, we know who Manu Ginobili is. I wouldn't really call him a good defender, but we know who he was. Uh, 6'6", 205-pound Manu Ginobili. Oh, I already said him. 6'6", 200-pound Marquise Daniels. Another good player. I remember that nigga used to have some thick-ass braids. <laughs> Um, he's a good defender too. Six hundred four pound, a hundred nine or six hundred. Excuse me, six four, a hundred ninety pound. Catino Mobley, good player. Also, we uh, we know who he is. Uh, six five, two hundred ten pound. Deshaun Stevenson. All right, solid, solid defender. Uh, thought he was Dennis Rodman, wasn't, but he was a solid defender. Six three, two hundred pound. Ben Gordon, Hooper, straight score bucket. We know Ben Gordon is 6'6", 185-pound Richard Hamilton. He didn't really guard Kobe, though. Uh, Tayshaun Prince guarded Kobe, especially in the finals. Um, so I give a lot. Richard Hamilton was good, though. I mean, they rotated players on Kobe. Like, they had the they had the athleticism and length to give him problems in that series. Uh, but, yeah, Richard Hamilton, 6'6", 200-pound Michael Red, also a bucket with the Bucks. Um 
I don't know. I wouldn't say he's a great defender, but he's okay. He gave him some problems. 6'5", 200-pound Trenton Hassel. I don't know what the fuck that is. 6'6", 190-pound Eddie Jones, who is the man that Kobe took his spot. So, you know, obviously probably going to have a little feeling about that. Probably in this season, though, Eddie Jones was old. So I'm not going to give him that. But we do know who he is. 6'6", 200-pound Allen Houston. Shout out to UT, Tennessee, baby. Allen Houston, who don't get his own credit within the Knicks organization and Knicks fans and and all that. I'm, I've been talking about him lately uh, because a friend of ours said Devin Booker is similar to Allen Houston in play. I don't agree with that, but Allen Houston was a hooper, bro. 6'5", 224-pound Ruben Patterson. 6'4", 270-pound Rashad McCants, kind of a bust. 6'5", 184-pound Larry Hughes, that's the bronze teammate. 6'6", 215-pound Andre Iguodala, we know where he is as a defender. 6'4", 210-pound Fred Jones, also an athletic player, good size as well. 6'6", 218-pound Corey McGetty, we know who he is, also a solid defender. 6'3", uh, 190 found Leandro Barbosa got a Marine with Golden State and 6'4", 195 pound Antonio Daniels. So, as you can see, a lot more defenders, a lot more size on Kobe. Um, the average weight against Jordan, there's a lot of... So his average weight is probably around 190. There's a lot of there's, he doesn't have anybody over 210 on his list when he scored 35 or 37. And Kobe's got quite a few players over 210 um, on his list. So he was dealing with a lot more size and uh, way more athleticism, not to mention Tony Allen that he had to go through, Bruce Bowen, who I mentioned. I didn't even mention him yesterday. Niggas was disrespectful. Tony Allen, Bruce Bowen. Um, like I said, Tayshawn Prince. Uh, let's see, who else did he have to go through? I mean, he's been through, you know, he had a, the Trace McGrady's not even on here, but he had to play against him. Um, so, yeah, man, let's see. So I, I've attacked that point. Um, let's kind of look at other players that uh, Kobe went against. Andre uh, Karolinko, who is a all-defender, all-defensive team member, and an all-star. Um, Kobe averaged 30.6 points per game, five rebounds, 4.7 assists, 48% from the field, and 45% from three on Andre Karolinko. That's within 27 games. Um, he averaged over 30 points a game and near 50% shooting against the Russian while keeping his overall stat line. All right, so let's go to Rajai Bell, who I mentioned before, who thought he was a Kobe stopper. Um, three-point percentage is down a little bit, 35.2, but he shot 44.4% from the field. That means he was killing your ass from mid-range. 28.8 point per game uh, with 5.4 rebounds and 4.4 assists. Um, smoke that, man. Shane Battier was probably tougher than Rajah Bell. But even though Shane Battier, 28.6 points per game in 37 games, by the way, 5.2 rebounds. 5.0 assist, 43.3 field goal percentage, and he shot 33% from the field. All right, so Ron Artest, who was not mentioned in that list. Who is, why is Ron Artest on the defender? I just want to, I just, you know, there's a lot of guys that Kobe played against. 
that's why I hate this shit. Like Michael, he copied Michael. Bro, no, he did not copy Michael. Michael's career was a lot easier. He had to go through expansion teams, and nobody knows who the fuck played defense on Michael Jordan. Um, Ron Artest, 20 games. Let's see. Ron Artest, Kobe gave 48% from the field. That's almost 50%. On Ron Artest, who's one of the all-time defenders. Um, 40% from three. 40.8%, 26, 27.6 points per game, 5.7 rebounds, and 6.1 assists. This is on Ron Artest. This is a ass-whooping stat line, okay? Um, let's see. Bruce Bowen, who I also mentioned, who is a all-time defender, uh, made multiple all-defensive teams. I did Ron Artest. Um, Kobe Bryant against Bruce Bowen, 26.3 points per game. 6.1 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists, uh, shot 42% from the field, 27% from three. So his numbers are down against Bruce Bowen, but as you can see, still effective. Um, definitely dropped in the three-point, but he kept it afloat with the 42% field goal. Tony Allen, who I also mentioned, who is probably considered the true Kobe stopper uh, in 24 games. Kobe averaged 25.5 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 4.4 assists with 42% field goal percentage and 28.7 three-point percentage. So, yeah, Kobe considers Tony Allen to be the best defender he's played. He said that on record. And um, Tony Allen made six all-defensive teams, and he never averaged 30 minutes points a game. So that just shows how effective he was on defense. Andre Iguodala. 24.6 24.6 points per game in 22 games, 5.7 rebounds per game, 4.6 assists from 43%, uh, 43.5% from field, and 34.73 point percentage. So, Andre Godala, as we know, won finals MVP for playing defense on LeBron, um, which I don't really get. He's, LeBron smoked him. But anyways, he's considered to be a great defender. Um, Kobe gave him that work. Tayshawn Prince in 24 games, 24.2 points per game, 5.0 rebounds, and 4.8 assists with a 37.2 three-point percentage and 42%, 42 42.6% field goal. You know, um, that's not bad considering how much of a prime uh, Kobe had with Tayshawn. Those aren't bad numbers. Um, He had a 7-2 wingspan, 6-9-7-2 wingspan, definitely lockdown defender. Um, underrated, actually, when it comes to defense. So there you have it on the defenders. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's really much else to say there. Uh, you know, if you guys want to play that, I can also go through this. Let's, let's talk about this real quick, the Shaq carrying Kobe bullshit that we got to deal with on a consistent basis. So um, my biggest argument with that is, is that Shaq, played a lot of easier defenders when we got to the finals. But throughout the Western Conference finals, um, Kobe was a consistent player against the tougher matchups. Case in point, um, so the Lakers and the Spurs in 2001. Now, this is when the Spurs had David Robinson and Tim Duncan still, um, who gave Shaq a hard time. This is the conference finals, by the way, to get to play, uh, to get to play Allen Iverson for the finals. Um, let's go to this stat line. In four games, Kobe played 168 minutes compared to Shaq's 156 minutes. Kobe 
shot uh he shot the ball more definitely uh let's see he averaged 33.3 points seven rebounds seven assists 1.5 steals and 0.8 blocks uh with 41.9 minutes played 77 76 free throw percentage he shot 51% from the field and 35% from three point range Shaq uh, 27.0 points, 13 rebounds, 2.5 assists, 1.3 block, 0.08 steals. In 39 minutes played, he shot 51% from free throw line and 54% from the field. All right. I don't really need to say much about that. Uh, that is a, I, you know, I, you can clearly see who was the best person in that series. Let's see. Let's go to 2001 when they played the Kings in the semifinals. This was a series before that. Um, let's see what Kobe averaged here. In 43 minutes played, 35 points, 9 rebounds, uh, 4.3 assist, 1 steal, 0.5 block. Um, Shaq, 33.3 points, 17 rebounds, which is crazy, but 9 rebounds at shooting guard is also crazy. 2.3 assist, 3.3 blocks. So I would say that's probably more of an even series. The scoring load definitely was Kobe, though. Um, and then Kobe also, um, uh, let's see, let's go. Let's see. I'm trying to find the next Spurs semifinals in 2002 Spurs versus the Lakers is the semifinals. Once again, um, they did play the Spurs. Wait, let me see if I can find that one. I don't think I have that one in here. It's the Kings. You have the Trailblazers first round. Trailblazers first round. With the Lakers, Kobe 26. That was in 2002. Kobe 26, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, and 1.7 blocks. Um, and Shaq averaged 25.7, 11 rebounds, four assists, one block. So, as you can see, uh, Shaq didn't carry Kobe. You know, that's a quick synopsis of that. But but Shaq didn't carry Kobe, bro, especially on the bigger series. Um, a lot of times Kobe was taking late-game plays. He was making late-game plays because Shaq couldn't be on the floor because he was shooting 51% from the free throw line. So you can't put him out there late. Hack-a-Shaq. Third quarter, they start doing Hack-a-Shaq. Well, guess who got to take over the game? And that's Kobe. So, I, you know, that that argument is tired. I've literally put the bad Michael Jordan argument as far as the defenders. Um, so that's why when you talk about numbers, it's like, well, look who he played. He's supposed to ball out. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he not supposed to hoop on these guys? They're trash. Um, so anyways, all my Kobe fans, y'all make sure y'all play this shit. Y'all make sure y'all honor the boy today, Mamba Day. Um, five rings, nine time first team all defense. He's the number one player to have that. So when somebody says Jordan was defensive player of the year, just make sure you mention that. 12-time all-time defense. He's tied with Kevin Garnett for the most all-time, second most all-time. Tim Duncan has 15. So Tim Duncan has the most. Kevin Garnett and a shooting guard, Mike, Kobe Bryant, has 12 all-time defenses. How many does LeBron have? Um, you know, Jordan's got defensive player of the year, but Kobe's got nine first-team all-defenses you know, at his position. He also leads shooting all-time shooting guards in assists um, and rebounds. Um, and um, he's 
now fourth all time in total points. LeBron passed him, obviously, when uh, the day before he passed. So, you know, those stats speak for themselves. He's got, uh, he's got. Let's see. Let me finish this. I'm gonna finish this on a high note. Let me find this real quick. Kobe has more 40-point games than LeBron and Steph combined, more 50-point games than KD, Bird, and LeBron combined, and more 60-point games than MJ and LeBron combined. He scored 40 points on every franchise. Um, Yeah. What else can we say? What else can we say about Kobe, man? He's the GOAT. You know, there's no argument. There's no discussion. To me, you can't tell me otherwise. Everything you can say about Michael Jordan, I can say about Kobe, but he played in a tougher league. He also transitioned from the late 90s, 2000s, when the league got super more talented and athletic. Uh, No more expansion teams. All the expansion teams were there. So he was having to go through the talent um, all the way into 2015 when it became more international. He had to go through Dirk, obviously Tim Duncan, you know, the Phoenix Suns, as I mentioned before, I've said Sacramento Kings with Mike Bibby and uh, Chris Webber. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, look at the teams this guy's played against. The Celtics, that Celtics team, that big three team, probably is beating a lot of the Bulls teams. I mean, a lot of the uh, teams that the Bulls had to play. Um, and Kobe beat them with Pau Gasol. And that's, you know, he's not, you know, he's a top 100 player, but he's not Scottie Pippen. You know what I'm saying? So we, we got to separate those careers. Like Kobe went, Kobe was not only he's part of the last three-peat, he also is, uh, he also went three straight finals without Shaq. Shaq never went to three straight finals again. Kobe went to three straight finals without Shaq, lost one of them to the big three Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he came back and beat them and got his revenge. So, hey, listen. Kobe, man, you know how I feel about your brother. Happy birthday. Happy Mamba Day. If you want the smoke on this podcast about Kobe, you can come get it. Otherwise, let these people rant. Let these people, uh, you know, say what they're going to Put Kobe in your goat. Put, put him. If he ain't in your top five, do not discuss basketball with me. Period. That's it. Don't discuss. Don't, if he's not in your top five all time, I don't need you talking basketball with me because you don't know basketball, period. All you got to do is watch film. This man, like, go watch his top plays they put on uh, They put on Sports Center yesterday. No, on the Lakers, his top plays. Go to the Lakers page, watch his top plays. There's a play where he ca- he gets the ball. It's going out of bounds. He gets the ball, he dribbles right. He spins over his shoulder and does a left-handed fadeaway three and drains that shit. You know what I'm saying? Kobe, Kobe, Michael Jordan ain't never did no move like that. So don't, don't, don't come at me with that, bro. Make a, make a, make a, make a similar play, identical play with shit like that. Cause he ain't got it. Michael Jordan ain't got that. Iggy's live my podcast, man. I holla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Just want to step inside, let y'all know, um, got a lot of things going on these next couple of months. So I want to fill y'all hand on what's got, what, what, what I got going on. So, um, August 22nd, we got the DMG, Iggy's Live, my podcast show at the Moonlight Roller. Um, make sure y'all come through for that. Free admission, we're going to have drinks. Um, it's going to be a live podcast and also uh, live performances from me, myself, and the crew at DMG, my brother, uh, Zandretti. Um, going to have some special appearances as well. So make sure y'all pull up. That's at Moonlight Roller on Cherry Street. 
um, August 22nd, um, August 29th. I'm doing a live show at the Woodshop. I'm getting the guests lined up for that right now. I'll reveal those as I get them. I already know who they are, but I don't want to get them until I'm stamped in. But I'll be letting y'all know about that coming up. Also, as you heard before the show, I'm doing Unity Fest um, September 10th through the 12th uh, with uh, Wild Woman Locks and um, really pushing to make sure uh, we get that Crown Act going uh, to get legislation legislation going for hair discrimination in schools and workplace. Make sure I can wear my dreads at work with no problem um, and talk about diversity of hair um, and also um, talk about their new scalp care line that they're about to uh, introduce at the Unity Fest. So we'll be there. Um, and we've also got the Hip Hop Summit coming up that I'm going to be a part of. Um, and that's at the top of October. So, uh, man, I got a lot of stuff going on. Y'all make sure y'all keep, stay locked in. Um, if you haven't already, go nominate me um, for Best Podcast at the BEC Awards. That link is in my bio. Uh, you know you know what to do. Number 53. Um, type in Iggy's Live My Podcast. Hit nominate. And uh, I'll see you. Much love. Much grace. Hope to see y'all at some of these events coming up. Um, I'll see y'all then. Peace.